0: April 8th, Luke chapter 12, verses 35 through 59. Be dressed for service and well prepared, as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. There will be special favor for those who are ready and waiting for his return. I tell you, he himself will seat them, put on an apron, and serve them as they sit and eat. He may come in the middle of the night, or just before dawn, but whenever he comes, there will be special favor for his servants who are ready. Know this, a homeowner who knew exactly when a burglar was coming would not permit the house to be broken into. You must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Peter asked, Lord, is this illustration just for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, I'm talking to any faithful, sensible servant to whom the master gives the responsibility of managing his household and feeding his family. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I assure you, the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But if the servant thinks, my master won't be back for a while, and begins oppressing the other servants, partying, and getting drunk. Well, the master will return unannounced and unexpected. He will tear the servant apart and banish him with the unfaithful. The servant will be severely punished, for though he knew his duty, he refused to do it. But people who are not aware that they are doing wrong will be punished only lightly. Much is required from those to whom much is given, and much more is required from those to whom much more is given. I have come to bring fire to the earth, and I wish that my task were already completed. There is a terrible baptism ahead of me, and I am under a heavy burden until it is accomplished. Do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I have come to bring strife and division." From now on, families will be split apart, three in favor of me, and two against, or the other way round. There will be a division between father and son, mother and daughter, mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. Then Jesus turned to the crowd and said, When you see clouds beginning to form in the west, you say, Here comes a shower, and you are right. When the south wind blows, you say, Today will be a scorcher. And it is. You hypocrites! You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky, but you can't interpret these present times. Why can't you decide for yourselves what is right? If you are on the way to court and you meet your accuser, try to settle the matter before it reaches the judge. Or you may be sentenced and handed over to an officer and thrown in jail. And if that happens, you won't be free again until you have paid the last penny.
1: In this video, let's talk about forgiving yourself, whether it's for something that you did to yourself or something that you thought or something that you did to someone else. You know, guilt and shame and all of that stuff that you can pile up on yourself. You don't have to go through that if you just think about these three simple steps. Here's the first one. Be honest with yourself and repent. Now, we're not interested in this video in just explaining to you how to sort of make yourself feel better, but you're going to go on and continue to live in a way that's not right. So listen, if something went wrong. And if you had a part in it, you've got to be honest first and foremost with yourself about it. Now, this can be really hard to do. You know, a lot of people have a hard time uh, really being true with themselves and sort of getting alone with yourself and, and recognizing that you've got a problem, that you had a part to play in it. But that's really the first step. You've got to deal with that first in your own head, in your own heart, before you can go outward and deal with it with anyone else. So be honest with yourself. What did you do wrong? True repentance means that you're going to take a moral inventory and you're going to say, I don't want to be that way anymore. I'm making a decision to change this and I admit my part in it. King David in the Old Testament got honest about his sin and he wrote about it in a song. He said, Wash me clean from my guilt Purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. So if your guilt and your shame is haunting you day and night, that's probably why you're watching this video. Listen, just admit it to yourself as hard as that is, maybe even journal about it or write it down. Be brutally honest with yourself and turn from that sin. And then you'll be ready for step two, and that's to be honest with others and ask for forgiveness. See, before you can even forgive yourself for what you did, you've got to clear the air and make it right with other people. Did you hurt others? Did you do wrong to others? You have to go to them and admit it to them. Did you do wrong to God? You have to confess it to Him in prayer. See it's important that you do these two things, you go to those other people that have been victims of your stuff, because you can't forgive yourself until you ask forgiveness from those other people. Now, you can't make anyone forgive you, but the Bible says that God will forgive you if you confess it to him. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Now, there might be other people in your world, in your life, who are gonna hang out of that bitterness and they're not gonna forgive you and you can't do anything about that, you can ask forgiveness, you can go with a heart of repentance and really mean it when you say that you're sorry, but at the end of the day, you can't make anyone forgive you. But God forgave you and that's important for you to know. If you really confessed it, if you really admitted it and you went to God and you went to others, at least God forgave you and that leads to the third step and it's just to forgive yourself. See, once you've gone through steps one and two, and especially once you've accepted and understood at least what God's attitude is towards you and towards your sin, when you recognize that God has forgiven you, then you can go ahead and forgive yourself. I mean, really think about it. If God has forgiven you, There's really no higher authority. Your authority isn't higher than God's. So if God has forgiven you, you need to submit yourself to his authority and say, okay, well, then I'm gonna go ahead and forgive myself. And you might be thinking, well, I've tried to forgive myself and I just can't do it. I keep beating myself up over and over again. Well, again, if you've completed steps one and two, you have to just forgive yourself. So every single time your head or your heart convicts you and tries to hold that, guilt and shame over you, you just have to say, I'm forgiven. You have to allow the word that God has spoken over you, which is forgiven. You have to allow yourself to speak that over you every single time it happens. Make a habit of forgiving yourself. Every time your heart accuses you, make a habit of forgiving yourself until you finally really feel it and believe it. That's how to forgive yourself.